Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Podcast and Radamik Bertol is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Well, you know, welcome aboard. It's the day after Turkey Day. I hope you all had a great Turkey Day. May Wood, May Wood. Welcome aboard. Hello, everyone from Long Beach, California. And then, of course, we have May Wood saying, thought maybe you would take another day off to spend with the family. Well, the family decided to go up. My daughter uh, is feeling a little bit better today, and one of her friends from med school said can i take you can we go out and just have a little sit down and she decided to go with a little sit down now i am looking at our system right now and i see that every so often we have a little break in the field i think this is probably going to be a driver issue because what i made sure to do this time is to restart the computer and also make sure that there were no uh none of our things running so it seems like indeed we have a driver problem that I have to, every time we come online, I have to figure out little by little. But we're getting there. Milton Gibson, hello from San Diego, California. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a great show for you today. And um, it's not going to be a long show because I, I have quite a bit to cover, but I want to see how it goes from here. If you guys are going to take on the mantra, if you guys decide that you want to ask a whole lot of questions, the way I figure it out after I play a couple of videos that we have, uh, we'll take it from there and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Anyhow, how was your turkey day? Did you eat a lot of turkey? Did, are you sleepy? How are you doing? What's going on? Anyhow, title of the show today. And let me go ahead and bring that up on my other screen. I think I'm going to bring it up on screen number two. And by the way, for today, I'm not going to be doing any screen uh, screen shares that anybody asked me to do. Because again, like I said, we're testing out the hardware uh, to see exactly where our problem lies. So I ask for your indulgence for today. But let me go ahead and bring up the show, uh, Politics Then Right, and tell you what we're going to talk about today. All right, title of the show today is as follows. It seems like a conspiracy against Americans by the media and the corporatocracy. And I have two stories that I want to talk about. But before we get there, what I want to do is, uh, I, I had this video that I wanted to play yesterday that I didn't get around to playing that I want to go ahead and play today because it has to do with what the Republican Party has become. And I think... Norm Olstein, who is one of those um, one of those guys that are pretty straightforward all of the times, he had something to say about that. So I want to go ahead and play that, and then uh, we'll go ahead and take that on the other side. So here's Norm Ornstein. The fact is that the entire leadership of this party, and that includes Mitch McConnell, who is a slightly more benign version is doing nothing to put any guardrails around the people who are uh, supporting a violent insurrection. And we're seeing this play out uh, outside of Washington as well, including the alarming actions by Robin Voss and the leaders of the Wisconsin legislature trying to hijack the election process. Honestly, it's not a party, it's a cult. And we have to be utterly alarmed at the direction that this is taking. We can't survive as a country without a viable two-party system. And if we don't have leaders willing to stand up to this uh, set of violent responses, and Kevin McCarthy is pathetic in that respect, we're in deep, deep trouble. 
we are in deep trouble. What he's trying to explain to us is that the nation, a lot of people don't, you know, do you, have you ever felt that you're watching somebody, friend of yours, you love this friend, and you're constantly trying to help this friend, but you're constantly watching them self-destruct, and there's nothing you can do about it. How many of you feel that way about the country? But the only difference is this. You, can, you know who the perpetrators are. You know who the protagonist of this entire thing is. Or protagonists, plural, are. It's the media. It's a, it's a, it's a plutocratically paid media, meaning media paid by the oligarchy, as well as politician paid by the oligarchy, all ganging up on the American people. And I want to get down to speaking about that somewhat because everybody has known that we've started closing down our borders to countries again because of the coronavirus has mutated again, something that we expected. And the South Africa variant, they gave it a new name. I don't have the name on the top of my tongue right now. But that South African variant is now uh, in Hong Kong, it's now in the UK, it's now throughout the European Union, and likely here in the United States, just not yet quite discovered. And we also know, based on the South African analyses of this particular strain, that the spike virus, you know what made the Delta and all these other variants still very effective with the current vaccine? is that the target that this vaccine was searching for, that spike virus, had a particular protein identity. And it seems like, according to the South Africans that are studying this, that this mutation, or rather this has the spike virus with many, many different mutations. And what are we going to do about that? We are not sure yet how effective the current vaccine that we have will be against the variant. We're, we don't know. But there's one thing that we do know. We do know that had we made sure and made vaccine for the entire world, which we are able to do. I mean, we are able to manufacture products for every single citizen on this planet if we want to. We could. We didn't. And the only reason we didn't was because of the corporatocracy and economic system that says before we can solve any problem, humane or otherwise, we have to find a way to make a profit. And unfortunately, uh, that is what we're looking at right now. I mean, if you take a look at the system, if you take, welcome aboard, Amy Brandt. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Welcome aboard. Uh, Maywood says to Milton Gibson, hello, Milton, welcome. And he says, glad to have another West Coaster. Yes, another West Coaster in the house. Greetings from the Florida Space Coast. So we have Amy from the Space Coast, and we have... Uh, and we have uh, a Western from... So we, we, we're covering both coasts. 
We probably have the middle of the country already, but you know how that goes. We are continuing, continuing, continuing. Anyhow, folks, if you are just joining us on YouTube, please go ahead and give us that thumbs up. We need, we need that thumbs up to uh, go ahead and make sure that the algorithm works well with us. So please go ahead, click that thumbs up. Let us have that thumbs up and make sure that things uh, go fine. Uh, Milton Gibson said, corporatocracy is true. Look at oil prices. It is funny because they got us scared today. This is how, this is how tenuous things are and, are and how these people work. The scare came out today that, uh, oh my God, it seems like that, that, that new mutation in South Africa is going throughout the world now. It seems like it's starting to happen. And what's the first thing that happens? The price of oil fell by $10. The stock market cratered. You know what I want to tell Americans? You know what I want to tell the people of the world? You have power. And it is power to be exercised. And too often, as you see me kind of rushing, I'm, I'm trying to pull at straws here to find out what I can find that is actually wrong with that, that's creating some of these audio, I mean, these video problems. Anyhow, so as it turns out, people, let, 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 let's go ahead. Give me that thumbs up on, uh, and that like on, on Facebook, please. Thumbs up on, on YouTube. So as it turns out, it turns out the price of oil dropped by $10 today. You know, just a hint that you guys are going to stay home. Just a hint that you guys are not going to buy all the things that you're going to buy. Tom C., welcome aboard, my brother. Greetings from the third coast, Michigan and the Great Lakes. You know, a lot of people don't realize that that big, humongous body of fresh water, I mean, you can't see from one side to the other. You know, you can't. So, you know, we got to see what, what goes on there. Anyhow, so um, we have to realize going forward, my brothers and sisters, that we have the solution to the problem. They work for us. The private sector worked at our behest. The government worked at our behest. It's called society for a reason. It's called society for a reason. So to recap for those, that whole bunch just came into the fold. I just want to say that one of the things that most is most upsetting right now is that we are likely to go into to a extended pandemic because of the greed of corporations they're fighting about not giving away their intellectual property for all these other countries around the world to manufacture the drugs you know what they're really scared of right these drugs are manufactured on the cheap, less than a, probably less than a dollar. When you start to get to these scales, less than a dollar per dosage. And of course, Moderna and all these other companies charges our government over $20 a shot, right? Rip off. And now they're saying the reason why we're slow, because if we go ahead and just give all these vaccines to the rest of the world, we won't have enough money for the research and development to get to the next version or to make new products. It is the biggest force, the biggest lie. 
most of these drugs, people please share these things and please let other people understand and know these things so that we, con so that we stop being conned by the plutocracy, by the oligarchy, by the corporatocracy. Please make people aware of the truth. Most research on drugs occur with NIH grants, occur with schools getting grants, occurs with natural research at schools and all, all these researches that ultimately are paid by your dollars already. And when does private sector, the corporatocracy, the corporations, when they get the inkling that that may be a drug that works, they then buy it off from the university. Hey, take a building. Oh, take a contract. Take this. Oh, the university looks good. We go then develop it into a product after you have researched it with your dollars and then created this product. And then they sock it to you with the price. Insulin is not even in patent, so they find ways to repatent it and charge you more. Charge you an arm and a leg. Something that costs $6 to make, they charge you $300 to, for, per, per dose. I mean, per, per vial. We can do better. We can absolutely do better. So, the plutocracy responsible for this, in, this pandemic that is likely to exacerbate itself, that is likely to come back. How? Here's the deal, folks. This is what they intend to do. This is what's going to happen. If we had... Remember, the reason why the pandemic is going to get extended is because the vaccines that are currently in circulation will eventually not work with some new mutation of the coronavirus. The question is, have we gotten to that mutation with the South African mutation? Have we gotten there yet? We're not sure. We could be. Why? Because the mutation on the South South African version seems to be at the spike virus, I mean the spike protein. And what is the spike protein? The spike protein is where the vaccines or teaches our immune system to attach to obliterate that virus, to ensure that that virus cannot replicate. That is what it searches for. That is what it teaches us to learn, which means if if the virus changes on, in many other places, but that spike virus, the virus that it uses to infect the cell, if that spike virus changes and we cannot recognize that as a spike virus, the vi our immune system from the vaccine, game over. We have to modify the vaccine. And we all the millions of people that got vaccinated, has, they have to get yet another boost. But in the, in the interim, others could be infected. And this is all caused by an economic system that says, I will not give these vaccines unless I'm paid. Unless I am paid a fortune, no other country will get this vaccine. And it's so important for us to understand that the duck that quacks welcome aboard. Tom C., welcome aboard. It is so important for us to understand that. Government could have made a difference. Government could have said, game over. The patent is ours. Belongs to the government. We need it to save humanity. We could have done that. But no. 
they want to buy the false information from the drug companies that say, oh, if you allow these other companies to manufacture our drugs, then what's going to happen is we are not going to be able to develop new drugs and have the money for research and development. Here's another dirty secret. Most of the money from the drug companies do not go into research and development. Guess where it goes? Marketing. Drug companies are not real drug companies. They are marketing companies. They are, they just, I mean, it's just like a multi-level marketing company. Nothing different. Hey, great scientists, you have something that looks like it works? Oh, it works? Okay, good. We'll find a way to market it. We'll find a way to market it. And that is all it is about. And folks, until we understand that and learn that in detail, they will continue to screw us over and over again. So please, 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 I urge you, one, share our, our, our stories, invest in our stories, and I'm going to do this a little bit early today. Um, please, if you are on YouTube right now, please go ahead and hit that join button. We need supporters to help us defray the costs to put this out over, and, and it's not only here live that we put this out. We go ahead and we, we, are, we write several blogs a day to make sure that this point of view, the correct point of view, is available through the search engines over and over again because the right wing has people in Russia, in the Soviet Union, or not the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, in Russia, in, 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 um, in Vietnam, and all these places where we get these people putting out false information to really fool many Americans. In other words, they no longer have to use, they, they no longer have to use uh, the gun or the bombs or even terrorism. They can get us just by getting us. So please, I, I want to ask you right now, if you have the wherewithal, please go ahead and click that join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. And how can you do that? Just go ahead and click that join button on, on, on YouTube. Or if not, just go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. I just placed that into the field politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us on Patreon. We need quite a bit of patrons, and we haven't been getting patrons lately, so please go ahead and consider going to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. I just put that on the screen as well. And, and the good old PayPal will always do as well. In fact, uh, we get uh, when, when we go with, with, uh, with YouTube or the other, we don't get as much as we get with, uh, with PayPal. Uh, please consider getting our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. We, I promise you, you will learn from our books. We worked hard on these books to ensure that the data that we give you was true. Uh, and please consider going to our store. Get a hoodie or something for your relatives. Uh, just go to our store and I'm pretty sure they will love the hoodies that we have, the caps that, that we have, the face masks, etc. Just a manner of supporting us. And the all-in-one encompassing way to support us is via politicsandright.com slash, why is my internet running? politicsandright.com slash support. 
politicsunright.com support. So please find a way to support us if you can, if you have the wherewithal, because I, I promise you we are very frugal with, uh, with your money. We make sure to get the work done personally. I'm putting in about 16 hours a day, even here, while I'm taking care of my daughter, who, as, as you all, most of you know, has had a stroke. Uh, you know, if I take a look at my Fitbit right now, my average sleep time is now down to three hours and 57 minutes. So I make sure to do the work that we promise to do, getting the blogs out, getting the, the videos, uh, processing the videos, and doing everything that needs to get done. Because you know what? Uh, people can say, oh, take a break. The plutocracy, the plutocracy never, ever takes a break. So we cannot take a break. Why I always ask you, my brothers and sisters, to sheer, sheer, and sheer. The duck that quack says, we're just going to make copies, Danny. They can have their records back. Michael Brown says, it's time to cancel Christmas. It's a corporate holiday connected to nothing. Ask your children what's more important, cheap Christmas gifts or your freedom. Maywood says, Daniel Ado, actually, Daniel, these patients are ourselves, developed the drugs, did all the research, so taking back the patents doesn't sound like too bad. To, oh, wait, I must have missed Daniel Ado's comment. So let me go to the other screen and find Daniel Ado's comment because he must have said something that raised the arm. Daniel Ado, he says, there is the Marxist that we know in love, sees the means of production, walking with, with jack boots into the offices of the pharmaceutical companies and sees their patents. Um, let's be clear. First of all, there's a clause in the law for all these, these drug companies when they take the patents from the universities or take the product developed by our dollars that we legally, it's in the law already, if they're not putting out the product as a reasonable price, and if they're not making enough of the product, the government has the legal right, right now, without changing the law, the legal right to go and take that product and give it to somebody who's, or, or, or build it themselves to ensure that people get healed, to people get these things. So that's in the law already. And it so happened that the Moderna drugs were developed using the techniques developed through research with our dollars. And we make zero, zero, zero money. And while the, the drug companies walk off with billions, not, tr not, not millions, with billions of profits on our banks. So um, spare me, spare me, if you think I'm going to be concerned about some drug company saying we're coming to confiscate what we developed and that you are trying to kill the rest of the world about. Because again, when this new variant comes out, let, let, let's, let's, let's go back some. If we had, folks, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you're on, 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 uh, on Facebook, give us a like, please. Let, let, let me go ahead and tell you this. If, if, we had done, remember this stuff is going on, going on two years now. If we had taken that drug and give it to every human being in the world, there would be no variants of consequences because variants need bodies in which to mutate. And we've been talking about that 
to the, the, the anti-vaxxers in the United States who are the major culprits for the pandemic la lasting as long as it has in this. We've been telling that to people around the world to no avail. Uh, we're going to add competition, Danny. Don't you like competition? <laughs> Daniel LOL says the guy who wants to nationalize vast sectors of the economy. You bet your life I want to. And if you think I am ashamed or concerned about saying uh, 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 there are various areas in this, this country that should be nationalized, I will say it loud and clear. It is, it is, it is a pilfer of the American people that certain sectors of this economy are not, in fact, nationalized. Because what it is, it is a theft of, of, of the, uh, it's a theft of the taxpayer dollars if absent these sectors being nationalized. It's that simple. Some sectors demand nationalization. Uh, the Duck Duck Quack says, if private industry can't handle the task, it may be necessary. And you know what? Private industry has proven to be incompetent. The corporate, but it's not that the corporate, it's not that the public sector is incompetent. It isn't. Because the same people that are in the public sector are the same good servants in the private sector. I want that to be known first of all. It is quite, it is quite true. The same people that are that occupy the space in the public sector occupy the space in the, in, the, in, in the private sector. Same people. The only difference is in the private sector, there are some masters at the top that makes a piece of action for everything that you make. In the public sector, everything goes back into the pot. The private sector does not. So people say, well, then why? Do, do you want to nationalize the entire company? No, I don't. It makes no sense. I have no problem if a pizza place make great pizzas and, and people want to wash them in dollars. I don't have a problem if a grocery store does good service and gives you good service and you, that, that, that guy makes a whole lot of money as a private sector person. That is great because, you know, you want, you want some vibrancy. But there are things that don't need vibrancy. A water utility doesn't need any research. The only reason to have a private water utility is for somebody to milk it. Nobody should be able to own water wells. Water that, that we all, that we are all party of. When, when the Lord thy God or whatever you believe in, create rain that goes into the Edwards Aquifer, goes into the Ogawala Aquifer or whatever, why should somebody else be able to profit from that as opposed to the commons, all of us together? You see, that is what's honest. That is what's humane. There are certain parts of our society that do not belong in the public sector I mean in the private sector at all at all uh, the duck that quack says I think the private sector should use government competition especially in the health insurance I don't even want health insurance I want Medicare I want everybody to pay a tax and everybody has access to good health care uh, Daniel Little such a nice guy he only wants the government to control 75% of the economy so magnanimous Oh, really? 75% of the economy? You must not read. Small businesses make up the vast majority of the economy. You know, the mom and pop stores, the corporations have an inordinate power on our plutocracy, I mean, on our, on our government, on, on people, but the, most, the largest employers and pe are people who do their own thing. Look it up. Look, well, now that we have this pandemic and, and a lot of people went out of business, I'm not sure... 
what the balance is now. I probably have to rebalance that. Uh, Milton Gibson says that one thing soft here is... Oh, I can't say that, Milton. Milton, 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 Milton. Why are you being so bad, Mil Brother Milton? Why are you being so bad? Okay. Let's go ahead and play the other video. And this one here is... Um, Joanne Reed has a message for the Democratic Party. Because I really... And I've been playing some of these for a while. And, and, and deliberately so. Because I think right now the, Republican, the Democratic Party's messaging has been derelict. And I think it is time that, uh, that folks take it more seriously and folks start realizing that it's something that we've got to take care of. Check this out. Happening at a time when there's like a normal political conversation going on among Democrats about what to do about the economy. Because Joe Biden, who is not a Ronald Reagan, he's not a seller, right? But he is like a normal guy. So that when he talks, he sounds like a normal person. So he could, in theory, get out there and say, look, I get that it's taken a long time to get your couch you ordered, but the economy's really good. Tom, I'll stay with you on this. A, do you think it would matter in an environment where the other party has gone full political violence and fascist? Would it even matter at this point if Biden tried to do the normal political thing of selling the economy? Yeah, I think it might. But there's a problem in the Democratic Party where if if there's a if people say, look, but I'm unemployed or I'm suffering or my family is running into trouble, Democrats by their nature say, OK, then then things aren't good. Right. Um, whereas, you know, the Republicans and Reagan in particular had a real talent for saying, I understand that. And but, you know, things are improving. Things are better. And I think Democrats almost feel guilty about doing that when they know that there are people, you know, suffering, um, you know, it, it, it feels wrong to them. The Republicans, Reagan in particular, could say unemployment is X percent. Someone would say, I don't, but I don't have a job. Democrats say, you're right, things are bad. Reagan would say, <laughs> I understand, but you're going to have a job soon. And that's the difference. And I think especially with a Republican Party that has no optimism left, that has no positive message left, that Biden needs to step forward and to be that happy warrior, because that's who Joe Biden used to be. And, and mm -hmm. the office clearly weighs on him. But he could he could make that that case, I think. And here's the thing, Dean. I think that Tom is right. Democrats are sort of weighed down by their empathy, where they're like, if one person is down, they go, oh, my God, you're right. Everything is terrible. We're just and then they go down and they start to do the beans. And they're like, we're going to fix these beans and we're going to make it work. Other than Bill Clinton, who, if he was in the same situation, would be out there going, you know, I know things seem bad right now, but let me play this saxophone. You know, and then they would be like, oh, you know, and, and everybody would be distracted. Democrats in general don't have that talent. So. What do you think that they are going to be able to do about it now so that they don't get shellacked? Because, by the way, this isn't me as a partisan. If they go down, democracy goes down with them. Yeah, I agree. By the way, that Reagan commercial was the whitest commercial I've seen in a long time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but that's why that it worked. That and all different shades of white people, and that's what he was going for. Let's be blunt. Look, Joe Biden and the Democrats. Biden, you've got the Biden economic miracle. Go out there and talk about it. Unemployment in Trump's last full month in office, 6.7%. Today, 4.6%. Black unemployment down. Hispanic unemployment down. Stock market, all-time highs. Remember when Trump would get a high? He would tweet about it. And there'd be press everywhere. Biden doesn't want to talk about it. They don't want to brag. Enjoy. It's about messaging. You get two Democrats on TV, you get three opinions. Democrats, you got to work on your messaging. you got to work with someone in Hollywood. And you have to understand this. The media is not going to tell your story because you have accomplishments. The media is not your friend. It's not your enemy either. It's a business vehicle. 
you've got to come up with messages that work in a vehicle, in a vessel that's about getting ratings and revenue. It's not a secret what I'm saying. This is the truth. So Democrats, get yourself together. you got buddies in Hollywood. Come up with messages. Come up with commercials. Sell it and be proud and stop feeling bad about yourselves for a change. You're doing something great here. And the thing is also, I think what, De- what Republicans are really good at, Tom, is, is, is sort of allocating a villain and saying, OK, maybe the economy looks bad, but the real villain is communism. The real villain is the Russians. The real, vi- you know, back when they were anti, now they're really pro-Russian. It's a whole weird thing. But the real vi- vision is them. It's something out there. It's the border. It's the brown people. It's the Muslims. It's somebody. Democrats have another party that they're facing that is tearing democracy apart. But they don't want to say that. You have Louis DeJoy sitting there destroying the Postal Service, but they don't want to say that. I, I don't know your, your thoughts. <laughs> one, of, one of the great triumphs of the Republican Party, and I say this as a former Republican, is that we got Democrats to internalize our criticisms of the Democratic okay. Party. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. by telling them that, you know, if you criticize Louis DeJoy, you're, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, taking out, you know, you're, you're dumping on the United States of America. You yeah. know, uh, if you don't, if if one person is suffering, you're not living up to the promise of your party. Yeah. And and I think Republicans really got inside the heads of they Democrats did. about this. They, they really need to let go of that. And, and it's time for them to step up because it's not about party. It's about them being the only party left that cares about democracy. Get it together. It's time for them to step up. Absolutely time for them to step up. And yes, they are not doing it right at all. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what we got here. The duck that quack says, we're going to add competition, Danny. Don't you take like competition? Daniel says, okay, that's another sub. If private industry can't handle the task, it may be necessary to take it over. Absolutely. Daniel Ledo then responds and he says, okay, but before that, let, let, let's talk about Joanne Reed real quick before I answer those, those questions. Uh, it, Democrats really have an economy on fire. They have jobs on fire. They have social programs that they're putting out there to help those who have been maligned and, and disenfranchised for several decades under Reaganomics. They, they, there's so much that is happening to make people's lives better under the policies that Biden and the progressive wing of the Democratic Party stands for. Okay, There are a lot of these programs that, if, if put into action, will make the lives of people a lot better. There's nothing Marxist about that. There's just something called humane about it. Nothing more, nothing less. And anybody who says otherwise simply doesn't get it and simply doesn't, shouldn't really be listened to because, again, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, let's see. I think the public sector could use government competition, says, uh, says uh, the duck that quacks. Such a nice guy. He only wants to privatize 75% of the economy. It's not that much, buddy. Not at all. The Duck That Quack says, I forked out $1,000 for a new set of Goodyears today. Woohoo! Oh, you got some nice tires, man. All right. Milton Gibson. Uh, This is Daniel Ledo to Milton Gibson. You really think you are clever calling me Ledummy? Hate to break it to ya, but every six-year-old I ever knew figured that gem out four years ago. Uh, Milton... (laughs) I'm not going to get involved with you two, my friend. Let's elevate the level here. Uh, the duck that quack says, hey, I'm not getting a feed from Milton. We deserve a laugh over here, too. I'm doing the best I can. I, I have to do some work on this, uh, this thing over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> Maywood says, 
uh, to Daniel Lado. Just like you guys call everything Marxist, like highways, schools, libraries, the post office, and anything else that helped all the people and didn't make one person wealthy, unfortunately for you, all those programs from schools to Social Security and Medicare to the freeways have not only proven to be effective and profitable, but popular. They don't get it. The duck that quack says, sorry, I can't encourage that is foul. Ledo says, Milton Gibson, let me save your brain some deep thought. And then he goes, I can't go there. ATL checking in. Welcome aboard, ATL. Thank you for being here. We love having all our peace. Maywood says, the truth is, Milton, that we may try to call each other names. We may not, we may try not to call each other names. And if you notice, I don't do that. We don't want to call people names. I try to stay away from that. So let's not do that. Okay, before we go here, we are at 42. Um, this was a Daily Coast article. I wanted to bring it up on the screen, but I can't because, again, we're having some issues with, uh, that I don't quite understand. So I'll just talk about it here. The New York Times and CNN has recently, have recently been doing a whole lot of stories about inflation. They're acting as if a six point something percent inflation rate right out of a pandemic where people were able to save up their ducats, those who maintain their jobs, and are unleashing it onto the market is somehow a problem, a humongous problem. And they try to make it seem like we're moving into the stagflation days of 1979, 1978, 79, 1980. And they're doing it all with misinformation. And we're talking CNN and the New York Times. What the article in the Daily Coast showed was them making assumption about the actual uh, the actual level of inflation let's give an example if something if before inflation something cost a dollar and during the pandemic it went to 80 cents and then let's say after the pandemic when people started back buying again it first went to from that 80 cents to a dollar Guess what the inflation rate would be if you went ahead and say, I'm going from 80 cents to a dollar. That would be a 16, about an 18, 19% inflation rate. No, more than that. It would be 20 something, about 23% inflation rate. Because we simply recovered from the depressed price. So when you hear about inflation on anything past a 6.5, that's not going in, in a gradation kind of a way. Remember that many times that number is not going off of the highest number that product or service was ever at, but what it was at at its lowest point in the pandemic. And many times in the pandemic, that product costs less than it did. As an example, gas prices fell, out of, fell down. And the same applies to, if you take a look, it looks like the pandemic is coming again. Today alone, a barrel of gas dropped $10. I'm trying to show you that we live in a, an economic system first that is a fraud. That's the first thing we have to do. Because nothing changed other than somebody spouted a word out. And $10 was shaved off of a barrel of oil. At the point where that barrel of oil was generated, nothing changed. Nada cambió. Nothing changed. 
the type of economic system where words can make a difference, where all these different items can make a difference, mean that you have a fraudulent, unsustainable system that only works for those who control the means of production and those who control also the price, who have price and power, and those who control uh, what prices these items would have, price and power, that is. Remember that. This isn't magic or rocket science. And so CNN comes out and they, they take a woman to a grocery store, and the prices compared to what she used to, it, it's quite a bit more. What they don't tell you is the following. All these people, over this year, their income increased by $300 a week coming from the federal government, okay? They all got a $2,400 stipend throughout the pandemic, which means that the amount of money that was inputted into these people's pockets versus the extra money that came out because of inflation was greater. In other words, the 6.5% inflation did not affect the standard of living of a person pre-pandemic. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that the influx of money that we gave you was more than the money the corporations are stealing back from you when they take it. They don't tell you that. It's so important that you understand these things because they lie to you. They make you believe that things are really bad. And here's the problem with our economic system. The way it works, because it's not based on any kind of a real fixed value or whatever, if we can depress your thought, we can have a material effect on the economic system. And it's important that you understand that. If we can affect your thought process, we can affect the economy. So they can bring down the economy by bringing down your faith in what's happening. And all I can tell you is base, if, if we take all the good and all the bad that has occurred under the Biden administration, every single American, including the rich folk, are ahead. But here's what scares them. Let me tell you what this real issue is about. Why we want to play up inflation. We want to play up inflation as if it is a problem for a very specific reason. Let me first read a few things here. Daniel says to me, well, to be honest, we call out people on their ideas. Sometimes that requires a moniker, like what you're doing is childish. Okay, that's not a call out. That's just a fact. Uh, we have uh, Daniel Lido says, I think Milton is not ready for prime time. He should get back to lurking until his... Stop that. I said to stop that, Lido. Maywood says the real cause of the stagflation was that the administration of the time decided that spending on wars and the military was the same as spending on programs like infrastructure. It was all the military spending that does not return anything to people or the economy. Spending on the people does not cause inflation like that. Not only that, if you're spending and you're taking that money out of the pockets of the, the, the people that rip it off the most, that is the deal. Patricia E. Forker says, excuse me, no, my SSI did not increase to a livable amount, still less than $800 a month. <clears throat> Patricia, that is why you want Build Back Better. Not only for your health care, 
but also for the way the standard of living works. Let me, let me just say, excuse me, no, my SSI did not increase. I agree 100%. But that isn't the case. That isn't the fault of, uh, of the current administration. That is the way the Social Security rules were written. I agree with you, however, Ms. Ms. Forker, that we need to have something known as a basal income, basic income. And what that means is, in, you know, in Central American, well, in Panama at least, we have something called La Bolsa. And what it is, is the government figures out what amount, what does it cost for a, a, a bag of food for X amount of weeks that a family requires, and then subsidizes their income to match that bolsa, that, that value. We need to have a basic income in the United States as well. We can, we can structure it in a lot of different ways. There are a lot of experiments that are going on with that right now that says every working American citizen should have the ability to eat. They should have child care. In other words, if you want to work, we cherish working. So if you want to work, we want to have the ability to have child care if you have children. So we want to subsidize that. We want you to work, but we don't want you because you have a sick mother, father, brother, child, that you don't have the time to go work either. So we want to give you family leave if you have to spend some time with them, but we also want to give you support to take care of them. It's called humanity, humane stuff, you know. So Patricia, I am telling you right now, the system is still against you. Like I said, it's a conspiracy against the system. All right? But what I'm saying is that if we continue the path of progressivism, the progressive path, we will get to the policy that makes sure those who want to go out there and work can work without having to worry about, I cannot work because I don't have childcare. I cannot work because I don't have care for my elderly. I cannot work because I don't have health care. I cannot work because I just don't have enough food. to. T I mean, we eliminate all those possibilities and we create, you notice I wrote a book called How to Make America Utopia. It's not about how to make us losers. It's not about how to make us, uh, let's see, how to make us just live on the dole. It's not that. It's about how to make us all be able to be productive and live a dignified life. Uh, the duck that quacks says a line of vehicles, the Starbucks driving $8 a cup of coffee was up around the entire store in Deptport, New Jersey today when I drove by three times. Yep, they are doing good. A lot of people are doing well. Patri John Smith says, Patricia, if you were able to save what was taken out for your FICA tax during your working years and put it in 8% compounded interest account, I bet you'd be a millionaire. And the answer to that fallacy is not at all, not even close. You know what's so funny about what you just said, Brother Smith? The math is out there. You take out 7 point uh, something percent of your check per, per, uh, per pay, I mean, you know, what, 7 point something percent of your salary goes into uh, Social Security. Most people take out more of Social Security than they put in, all right? They take out more than they put in. That fallacy that you could invest at 8%, first of all, 
most people don't get that annualized 8% investment in the stock market. Only the big guys get that and more. Let's be clear. Daniel Liddell said, okay, here is a softened Marxism of Egberto. Watered down a bit, but different names, couch and compassion, insidious, really. No, it's just the way it works. There are countries who are already implementing things of this sort. I saw an SUV get $90 worth of gas in, at BJ's and the driver didn't even blink. I hear you, duck that quacks. Peggy Lopez says, hi all, just an amazing conversation with Ray standing outside of Walmart collecting signatures and signing up folks for a third party. He would be an interesting guest here. Uh, Peggy, get him. Uh, like I produced the show for me. Just go ahead and get his number and tell him I'd love to have him on the show and I'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and tape a show for him. So give him all my information, Peggy, info at egbertowillies.com and uh, info at Egberto, no, info at politicsandright.com and we'll get him on the show. Absolutely, Peggy, thank you. Uh, Paul Fleming says, when, you, when you're here, uh, let's see, Patricia says, write dignity, not dole. Thank you very much, Patricia. That's what I believe in. Maywood says, Daniel Adult, you do not know to twist reality and what people say, don't you, Daniel? Daniel says, Maywood, no, listen. Egberto from John Smith, FICA is 15% of your income. It is 7% if you're an employee and the government pays another 7 point something percent. So actually, um, actually, I think I better say that you are right. I should just call it out, even though the company pays the other half if you're working for a corporation. If you're private, like I am, I have to pay the full 15. But John Smith, uh, I got to give you that one. I should just come out and say 50, uh, about almost 15%. Because FICA is 14 point something percent. And Medicare is, I think, 2 point something, 3%, somewhere around there. So that's the number. So I'll give that one to you, John Smith. Patricia Forker, start at the bottom. And all elected officials are volunteers as such be paid only their minimum wage without any other benefits. Um, I want elected officials paid well. I want a lot of people wanting to serve and I want them paid well because I want them trying to serve the job and wanting to hold the job. That's my thought process, Patricia. That's my thought process. Paul Fleming says, when you hear Egberto, he's speaking about humanity. He's speaking to your humanity and seeing if you love thy neighbor your response, let you know about you. Thank you, Paul. You're absolutely right, sir. That's all I care about. Honestly, that's all I care about. Maywood says, oh, well, that is a conversation in between. All right, we're coming close to the end of the show right now at, uh, at, at the 55 mark. So I want to ask you guys again, my dear brothers and sisters, please consider supporting us. Go ahead and support us at YouTube. If you're on YouTube, just go ahead and click that up arrow that up uh, click that thumbs up to say hey Egberto I like the show and I'm going to make sure that the YouTube algorithm make other people aware of the show likewise I uh, click that join button to become a member a joined member very inexpensive it's like getting Egberto a coffee a, a month or something like that uh, please also consider uh, going to politicsunright.com slash YouTube if you don't see that join button that gives you the option to join the, the, join the fold. Uh, go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, alternatively, go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Uh, get your bang for your buck. Politics and right. You can either give us a one-time contribution or if you want to make it a monthly thing, that'll be 
fine we are desperately behind and especially now with my move to DC we are really going on to the negative cash flow uh, please go ahead and support our store politicsandright.com slash store politicsandright.com slash store get a hoodie give it gift it to somebody say hey check out politicsandright.com and please get our books our books are really informative I promise you please go to politicsandright.com slash books to get our books. I promise you, you will learn from the books. It's worth it. John Smith says, May Wood, as the old saying goes, a leftist knows so much, but what they know is not true. And John Smith, I would respectfully ask you, what specifically did I say that isn't true? Specifically, what did I say that isn't true? Now, I said 7.5%, I think, and you corrected that says, well, if you include the employer, it's really 15%, and you're right. So one of the other things that I say here is when somebody corrects me, I will correct the record immediately. Because you know what? We'll all learn from each other. We all correct each other's mistakes. But I make sure to do researched work, and I make sure to only tell the truth. That is my goal here. Nothing but the truth. So if you find me in a, what you want to call a lie, tell everybody. Let everybody know what you think I said that was a lie. And I'll be more than happy to refute. Or if for some reason it's a misstatement, to correct it. Please, folks, there's an all-encompassing link to support us. It's at politicsdoneright.com support. We need your assistance. We need your support. We cannot keep doing the message, the progressive message, getting it all out without you. Thank you so kindly for being here. I know you could be anywhere else, but you're here with us. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.